Well, glory to, hey, we're blowing it up. Love, glory to God. Hey, hey, hey. Somebody that's alive, full of energy, victory, faith, and power, give the Lord a shout tonight. Glory, 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 glory. Did you bring your Bible? You're going to need it. Did you bring a pen and pad? You're going to need that too. I'm going to tell you the title of the message. Are you ready? Four easy steps of how to tickle people's ears. <laughs> Glory be to God. I thought, really, not me. He didn't say that about me. They didn't say that about me. You was you that said it, wasn't it? Praise the Lord. I love you both so much. Lori sends her love. Pastor Lori sends her love. And uh, I'm so humbled and honored that great men of God, like this man right here and the other ministry gifts are here and all of you are here. And I'm extremely, extremely thankful. In this time in human history, seven and a half billion people on the planet, on the little precipice of the greatest glory storm, unprecedented in human history, and we have been born for such a time as this. I'm diving headlong into the deep end. How about you? So let's go. Glory be to God. We're past the point of no return. Might as well just get started. Something good is going to happen to you. You can expect a miracle tonight. Glory to God. We thank you tonight for your goodness. We thank you for your holy written word. Blood-bought. Birthed out of heaven itself. That upon which the earth is hung. And it will not perish. Till every jot and tittle of it is fulfilled. Oh, Father, the earth will not come to an end till this gospel be preached. Oh, Father, thank you. And then the mighty Holy Spirit who moves upon the Word of God and causes it to become flesh and dwell among us to prove that Jesus is alive and He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Nothing is impossible to them that believe. The Spirit of faith is in this house. And where two or three are gathered, there He is. And we will not leave like we came. In Jesus' name, oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Give the Lord a shout tonight. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. I'm so glad we have three nights. I'm already in a series, and I'm just thinking about the first scripture. Well, if you got your Bible, you'll enjoy it. Just take a, take a seat there. Let's jump in the Word of God tonight. Father, we love you, and we bless you, and we thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, so much for your goodness. Amen, amen, amen. Open your Bibles, please, if you would, to First um, John. First John chapter 4, and we're going to start on a journey tonight that in my heart, as the Spirit of God spoke to me uh, in the airplane, actually uh, on the drive to the airport this afternoon, he said, um, this is the direction I want you to go, and he said, I want you to start tonight, and I want you to build it for all three days. Spirit of God is doing something mighty in our moment. There's a miracle for our moment. And I'm telling you, you might as well buckle your seatbelt because there's no telling what's going to happen by the end of 72 hours. Whew, glory be to God. 1 John chapter 4. And I want to I begin tonight in verse 1. I'm sure we'll refer to it quite a bit. It'll be our foundation scripture. But... We look at this in 1 John chapter 4, and the great apostle, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about the weight of this book, the weight of the author of this book, but
But this literally is the great, mighty apostle that wrote not only the gospel and these epistles, but the book of Revelation from the Isle of Patmos, the one that leaned on Jesus' breast, the man they could kill, the man they literally grabbed with a, they, 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 they dropped him in a pot of boiling oil. a big hook down in there and hooked him, jerked him out of there, and he was alive. They couldn't kill him, so they executed him because they couldn't do anything with him. And I'll explain to you why. Let, let's tell you what. Before we read chapter 4, the Holy Ghost is talking to my spirit to read these verses initially. Chapter 1. What we're going to read. He says in verse 1 of first 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it. to God. The life was manifested. That means the word came alive and came to pass. Manifested means I heard it. I saw it. About to see, handled it. Now let's read it on. We have handled the word of life. For the life was manifested and we've seen it. And bear witness and show unto you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you. Glory be to God. For what purpose? That you may have kinonia, which basically is from two words, and it literally means partnership, distribution of, or fellowship with. So he's saying, I want you to have fellowship. We've seen and we've heard, and we declare this unto you that you may have fellowship. Say this, partnership. Fellowship with. Distribution of. And participation in. That's what the word means. That word means that it is to participate in, to distribute, and to fellowship with and experience. And he's saying, everything I heard and everything I saw, the manifested life that I experienced when I walked on the shores of Galilee, life himself, King Jesus. What my hands handled, I'm declaring this to you so your hands can handle what my hands handled. So what he's basically saying is, I was there with him in the desert when he took Right? Five loaves and two fish. And he took a fish and he raised it up and blessed it, Pastor. And he broke it. And in front of my eyes, John said, in his hands, a tail grew a head and a head grew a tail. Then he handed me the fish. And I broke it. And in my hands, in the desert, a tail grew a head and a head grew a tail. I handled the life in the desert. Read it. Multiplication did not happen in Jesus' hands. It happened in the disciples' hands. 
And imagine this. What caused it to happen? Same spiritual law that's always been. Anyone that's thirsty, let him come to me and drink. For out of his belly flows rivers of living water. What comes out of his belly, it's not, there is always a flow. He is omniscient. He's omnipotent. He's everywhere all the time. But what, what, what starts the flow, what initiates the flow, and you see it through the Word of God very clearly. You see it with the woman with the issue of blood. It was him, flowing in him. It's always flowing in him. But she touched him in a way that she activated the flow and it came out of him, into her. That flow was in him when everybody else was touching him. Which is why he said, oh, is anybody thirsty? Let him come to me and drink. Why? Because what activates the flow is not his desire to, to get it to you. He is, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants you to have it more than you even understand you can have it. It's not his desire to get it to you that activates the flow. It's, it's your thirst. When you come and drink, it activates the flow. It's in him already, but it comes out of him when you appropriate it. So that's why the prophet said to borrow pots, but not a few. And the oil flowed as long as there were pots. So the prophet didn't determine the limits of the multiplication of the oil. God didn't determine the limits of the multiplication of the oil. The, 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 the vessels did. And the oil stopped when there wasn't another vessel. And the same thing happened on that hillside. It says they ate as much as they wanted and were full. And he said, gather up the fragments that nothing be left off. And he sent a basket home with, with all the disciples. Anytime you get to the river, the river that flows through like a ministry gift. For example, you know, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, through faith they, talking about the prophets, time would fail me, he said. In Hebrews eleven thirty-two. let me slow down a lot. I'm, since, I'm really just to teach through this tonight. In Hebrews eleven thirty two, 32, he said, time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Samson and Deborah and Barak and Jephthah. And, and he said, and at the end of the day, he said, and of the prophets. Who through faith, and then he gives the list of what they did. Which means prophets don't live under a special anointing because they're a prophet. They do what they do by faith. That a prophet is first a preacher of faith before he prophesies. His ministry is done by faith, not by prophesying. He prophesies like everybody else does, Romans 12, 6, according to the proportion of his faith. We have in the same spirit, right, of faith, as it is written, I believe therefore have I spoken, we also believe and therefore speak. What you say is your faith speaking out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's not like sometimes I speak faith and sometimes I speak other things. We can delineate it like that. But the truth is, you say what's in your heart in abundance. So what you say is your faith speaking. Because it's what you believe. Because it comes out unconsciously. Just work when you work it consciously. It's a law that works all the time. That's why Jesus said, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart that those, hear me now, 
things. Not that thing. See, we don't live in the, in the faith life by that thing we say that we decide to put our faith on to speak to. No, the reason more things don't come to pass that we say is because our faith is actually released in the sum total of the things we say. Huh? And until we get to that place where from here, we're talking about it like it's already happened because it has. We're, we're acting like we already have it because we do. We left the place of with it because God kept it. And it's impossible for it to turn out any other way. So we call those things to be not as though they were because they already are. Yeah. I have it before you can see it. It's not like, well, what are we going to do now, Pastor? I always tell them, but the word's true. It is. Circumstances don't change how you act. A man that lives by faith doesn't have to change his lifestyle no matter what's going on around him. Come on now. This is really important. And so it's important to understand what we're talking about here because on that in the desert, John is saying, I handled those. I watched Jesus. With no living water, no boats. John was a fisherman, you know. There was no river. There were no boats. There were no living fish to reproduce. Where, 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 where in the world there wasn't an easy mart or a quick trip or something on the corner or 7-Eleven, where are these fish going to come from? Oh, there was a river flowing there. That's yeah. where. He got them out of the river. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. He reached up in that river and pulled them out. And they ate as much as they wanted. Which means Jesus didn't determine the multiplication. The people's hunger did. And the fish stopped multiplying when the people stopped eating. That's why the Bible speaks to the tither in Malachi 3. The Bible says to the tither, I'm able, once the, wind, once the open windows of heaven come open over your life, he's able to pour out a blessing. And there's not enough room to contain it. Go read your King James Bible and you'll see a lot of those words in, ita or in italics. The, the Hebrew doesn't have all those words in there. The Hebrew says he's able to pour out a blessing or he will pour out a blessing. And the only three words that are there in the Hebrew is that, not, enough. Meaning that when you activate the full blessing, if there's not enough in heaven to meet what you need, I'll create it for you Amen. because we're in covenant. Amen. Which is what he did in that desert. Yeah. Oh, come on now. Yeah. Amen. So you see what's going on here. So understand, John is saying, and that's why it's so important for us to lay this foundation before we read what else he's saying. Because what we're going to read is what produced what we're reading here. And here's, what we're, here's the basis of everything he's teaching. He is saying, which, let's read it again. Now look at it in your Bible. I want you to see it in your Bible. You might want to write, oh, am I trading out? Trading out. Trading, you know, that's, that's in the South. Drop the G in the South.
Everybody good? Well, praise the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. All right, now let's read this again. I want you to put your eyes on the Word. Because the Word itself is alive. It is the voice of the Holy Spirit. And while you're reading, it doesn't matter how many times you've read this, it, the Word, is going to start talking to you. Oh, glory be to God. Because what's important tonight is not nearly as much what I say as what the Holy Spirit says to you tonight about what I say. Because the Holy Ghost is going to take what I say. He's going to say something to you. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. You're going to leave here with some answers. Revelation, impartation, manifestation. Something's about to be downloaded in your spirit from another world. And it's not going to matter to you that the day's far spent and it's not the right time. It's not going to matter to you that there's a lot of need and not enough to meet the supply. None of that's going to matter that it's the wrong place, not enough money. Let's send them away. Let them fend for themselves. That's not going to matter anymore because the meter of all supply is right here in this room. Yeah. Glory be to God. Yeah. Glory be to God. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And these things are written so that what he saw, we get to see. What he handled, we get to handle. Glory be to God. So let's read it again and look at it through different eyes. Verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, which our hands have handled. Yeah. Don't you know when he's writing this, he's thinking, huh? My God, don't you know he is thinking about those fish in that desert? I mean, I could tell you all many other things that John was there to witness. Can you imagine what else he must be thinking? We handled, touched, saw six water pots with multiple gallons in each pot, have a miracle of sudden change, and God restored the natural time of what it would have taken from the seed to the grape to the wine, the best wine the smallest increment of time from seed time to harvest for the best wine, seven years. And seven years went. Yeah. Don't tell me he can't restore the years the canker worm, palm worm, locust, and caterpillar yeah. beat. Don't tell me he can't bring you a miracle of sudden change and restoration and supply. Don't you tell me that. Because he's here in this room tonight to do the same thing. And John said, I tasted it. I saw it with my eyes. I handled it with my hands. I saw the boys pick the pot up and carry it to the governor of the feast. That gives weight to what this man is writing. This isn't just a book that's a good, few good things to live by. This is him saying, what I've experienced in walking with a master, even after he was resurrected, when Peter and I walked through Gate Beautiful, which we had walked through that gate many, many times with the master before that, but now the master's in heaven and has given us his name. And the man's over 40 years old and born without feet and ankles. And he's expecting me to drop money in there like Judas always did when Jesus sent him out at the night to make sure that there were alms given. He said he looked up to us to expect exactly what he'd always received from us because he knew us, heard our voices. When we walked through the gate, he saw and recognized us. So he looked upon us expecting to receive something. Glory to God. And he said that day we were able to give him a whole lot more than a little silver and a little gold. That day, glory be to God, silver and gold have I none. didn't mean they were broke. It means I'm not carrying my check, but to church, I'm going to pray right now. Yeah. 
but such as I have. Ooh, I'm already preaching myself happy. Such as I have. Give I. I have it. It's mine. And it's mine to give. Listen. The authority of that name. Actually, the Amplified reads this way in Acts 3.6. He said, such as I have. The right of the use of. I love the way the Amplified says that. Such as I have, John and Peter standing there. This is John that's writing here. After Jesus is resurrected. Such as I have, I have the right of the use of that name. So in the name, it's mine to give away. That name, through faith in that name, it's mine to break off a piece and give you some. I'm a partner in it. I'm a participant in it. I'm a distributor of it. I fellowship with it. It happens to me, and therefore, it's mine to give to you. It's flowing out of me now. Glory to God. He's walking through that gate beautiful, such as I have. Give I unto thee in the name. Glory to God. Of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And immediately, immediately, his ankle. Now, we talked about water into wine, a seven-year miracle. This is a 41-year miracle. Yeah. This is the restoration of God putting this man back where he would have been had he been born normal. Right. And he's over 40 years old. And in a moment, God restored 40 years to that man and put him right back where he would have been had he never had a setback. And he did it in that name. Glory to God. And he says, Peter, after he fastened his eyes on him, our eyes have seen it. Took him by the right hand and lifted him up. Our hands have handled it. Now you know what's happening in the healing line when believers lay hands on the sick. You're handling the same thing that came out of the hem of his garment and went in that woman's body and stopped that blood flow. We're handling the word of the every living God. Paul describes that phrase and he says, we're not like other people who have handled the word of God. In fact, I need to read that. I need to read it because I want to show you something about it. And we'll come right back here, okay? You with me? Everybody good? All right, go with me to the book of Corinthians. Woo, something mighty is happening. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. You sure you're ready? Therefore seeing. Therefore seeing. 2 Corinthians 4.1. Therefore seeing. What do, we, what do we need to see inside of us? Every minister, and I'm not just talking about, I want to make sure you understand, I'm not talking about the, just the ascension gifts that he preached about. But I'm talking about you, body of Christ, you, child of God. You. In fact, in order to just nail this point down, let's go to the, uh, the next chapter over, and we'll come back to chapter 4. Let's go to chapter 5. And I want to start reading... Oh, excuse me. No, I want to go. Let's see here. Is that where I want to go? Yeah, chapter 5. And let's read this, starting in verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and all things are become new, and all things are of God who has reconciled us. That's the Greek word for restoration. Remember, 
that Peter, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, preached on the day of Pentecost that the heavens must retain Jesus until the times of the restoration of all the things spoken by the mouths of all the holy prophets since the world began. Since when? Everything every prophet has prophesied since the world began, the reason Jesus hadn't come back to get us yet is all of it's got to come and be restored. So when we go back over to 1 John 4 in a moment, and he says that which was from the beginning, it'll hold new meaning for you. Because we're about to handle that which was from the beginning. We're the 11th hour church. We're the latter rain body of Christ. There is a last day's anointing. And we are headed headlong into a glory storm your mind can't even comprehend. Because for this book to come true, we're going to have to rise up and wake up and deal with the Goliath of our day. Amen? Amen. Glory be to God. And so let's read this. Let's read on. He says, all things are of God. How many things? All. all these new things. Every new thing. Well, now wait a minute. All what things? Is that just like everything? Everything's of God? Is coronavirus of God? Well, of course not. So obviously there's a context here. All what things are of God? You're going to see why this is so critically important for me to read these verses in a moment. You might even want to underline that word of God. But notice what it says in verse 17. Read it one more time. Because these verses can get so familiar to us. Oh, I can quote those. That's on my refrigerator. You come right over the top of them and you miss what he's saying. Therefore, if any man, is that you? Any human that is in Christ is a new creature. A new species of being that never existed before. We're a new race. We're one brand new person in here. Of one blood all men are made. And Christ is neither bond nor free, Jew nor Greek, male nor female. We're operating on a low, elemental, infantile level when we're functioning from our gender, our age, our economic status, or our race. We came out of that. We came in Christ. And the Son of the living God with power. Glory to God. One new man. I'm a new man, and this new man has a name, and his name is Jesus. And greater is this new man than anything I ever knew before. I'm still trying him out to see what he can do. Glory be to God. I'm still working on learning how to put him on. There's some stuff in my closet I hadn't grown up into yet. I'm serious. There's some stuff in my closet I have not grown up. It doesn't mean it doesn't belong to me. You know, when, when a little kid goes in there and he grabs daddy's big old cowboy boots out of there and he's only four years old and he comes stumbling down the hall because the boots come up to the hip, he said, these don't belong to me. No, that's not true. They all, it all, everything in that closet belongs to him. Problem is, well, uh, it can't be mine because it doesn't fit. Well, of course not. It didn't grow up into it. There's a difference between feeling like you don't fit and I don't belong. Those are two different things. Don't ever assume because you get a little uncomfortable with something pastor preaches that you don't belong here. Because what he's preaching is so big, it doesn't fit you yet. 
But if you'll stay here, the word itself will grow you up and it'll fit. He's talking to you. He's not talking to you as you are now. He's talking about who you are in Christ and he's talking about your future. And if he doesn't preach it and make you uncomfortable, you're going to stay where you are. So the, the word's going down in there and rattling around to make you make a decision. To get you up off your blessed assurance. To, to, to keep you from being normal. Glory be to God. Because you're super. There's some super on your natural. We are not natural people looking for a few moments of supernatural experience. We are supernatural yeah. beings having a momentary natural experience. From another planet. We don't even belong here. It's why we've grown to go somewhere else. That's why the whole planet is, is convulsing for us to take it back over. The world belongs to us. Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. Bought and paid for by the blood. We're the seed of Abraham. Yeah. Children of Almighty God. Yeah. We're not supposed to ask a farmer. Glory to God. A farmer doesn't go up to his ground and ask the ground what will you grow for me? Does he? Why? He owns the ground. So if he owns the ground, he's got dominion over the ground. And if he's got dominion over the ground, he tells the ground what it will yield to him based upon what he puts in it. He says, you're my ground now. So I'm going to hit you hard and turn up the roots of the weeds. I'm going to hit you hard and cut down the thorn trees. Yeah. I'm going to turn you up because I want more out of you than thorns. Yeah. You belong to me, and you're not going to grow thorns for me. Yeah. Yeah. We're not supposed to look at the world living based upon what the world says they'll give us. Come on now. No, no, no. We have every right to demand. The earth was created to yield to us what we need to get the will of God done. And we see Jesus doing that in his whole earthly ministry. When the sea and the wind doesn't want him to get over there and kick out demons out of that country. It doesn't matter. He created it all. He said, shh. And the wind went, oh. And the ocean went, oh. Why? Because it had no right to stop it. Glory be to God. It's about time we understand. It's time for us to trouble our trouble. We are, whether you know it or not, we are the vaccine. Come on now. I want you to understand, we are the storm. God Almighty, glory to God. Glory to God, if we just knew who we were, greater is he that's in us. Now this is what he's saying. He's saying you're a new creature. You're a species of being never existed before. And he goes on to say, and all things are of God. What things? All the things in this new creature. Not everything. Not everything you face is from God. But everything God has now is in you because you're of God. Whew. He didn't hold anything back. And that's what it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 32, 31 and 32. It says in Romans 8, 31, if God be for us, then what? Who? Notice it's a who. That's demons or anything else. Not just what, but who. That means there's a greater one for you. So who, you tell me who, can successfully be your enemy? 
If he couldn't hold Jesus in the ground, then you think he can hold his body in the ground now? Oh, glory be to God. Who? And then by verse Romans 8.32, it says, For God, who spared not his only son, but freely delivered him up for us all, will he not also with him freely give us everything else? Romans 8.32. That means if God's going to give you heaven's diamond, he's not going to hold back the box for you to carry it around in. You need to understand he gave us everything. All these things are brand new, and all these new things in us are of God. He did it. It was his idea. He wanted you to have it. You didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve it either. I had to die, so I died. He paid the price for my penalty, and I'm brand new. I was born again into an inheritance, joint heirs with the creator of the universe. And he moved down inside of me, made me his house. The one who knows everything, who weighed the hills in a balance and the Pacific and Atlantic Ocean in the hollow of his hand, who flung the stars into space and can darken the expanse with his hand, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the living God, who from the beginning was the wisdom of God that flung the galaxies in space, lives in me. And I'm sitting there trilling my thumb. I just can't figure out what to do. I don't know. I don't know what to preach next Sunday. I, I don't know where to take the church next. I don't. Well, of course not. You haven't been talking to the one in you that does know. <sighs> Come on now. He does know, though, and he has a voice. Oh, he has a voice. Oh, he has a voice. And as many as, as many as, that sounds like all of us, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. And if children and heirs, heirs of God join heirs. Woo! Now here's what's going on. I'm a new creature, and so are you. Everything in me is brand new, and all of it's from God. Now let's read on a little bit more. My goodness, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and all things are of God, of God, of God, of God, who hath restored us to himself. Don't let that word reconcile pull you. It's just an accounting term. It means he's balanced the books. Huh? It means he put you back where you should have been even though you were in debt. He paid the debt. Glory be to God. So this Greek word reconciled is restoration. And so what I want you to see here is he's saying, but here he's saying, who has restored us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us Oh, this is what I want you to see. Has given to us the ministry of restoration. This isn't the ascension gifts. This is not apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. This is you in the ministry. You in the ministry. He's given it to you, but we're never going to have it unless we receive it. Every gift has to be received. Everything in the kingdom has to be received. We receive by faith. So unless you believe it and actively on purpose receive it, then it's going to be flowing in him like it was down that street and hundreds of people touching him. But that woman, whoo, she received it. She activated it. Will you activate this? Now understand there's a gift here, and it's in you. And this gift is the ministry, the power of, to make things right in all of creation. Yeah. 
that everything you touch will be blessed and it'll go from being outside the will of God to inside the will of God just because you showed up with an anointing to recreate it. Will you receive that ministry? The ministry of restoration. Now, uh, and about, let's see here, one, two, three, four. In four verses, he says, who hath reconciled us, given us the ministry of reconciliation, that's twice. He says, Christ reconciling the world, that's three times. Hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation, that's four times. And then he says, uh, we pray you in verse 20, be reconciled to God, that's five times. So five times in four verses, would you say that the number one thing that happens in a person once they get born again, is everything in their life gets totally and absolutely restored as nothing missing, nothing broken, as if sin never happened, as if your past never happened, as you came out of the fire with no smell of smoke on your clothes, no hair singed on your head. Jesus of Nazareth put you back where you would have been had you done it all exactly right. And he's going to restore the years. So what I want you to see here is we have the ministry of reconciliation and he goes on down to talk about what we have now let's go back to chapter chapter uh, four where we were and we're getting to something here now second corinthians chapter four verse one therefore seeing seeing what read it don't look at me i'm not going you know we're we're not just now off of our little bottle of milk, you know, we're mixing a little cereal with it. I'm not like doing the hanger thing and putting it in your mouth. <laughs> Glory be to God. Your fellowship is just that. You know, I love my grandchildren, but when I feed my grandchildren and take them out to eat, it's because I love them and want to be with them, but I don't take my grandchildren out to fellowship. When I take the rights out and we fellowship I don't have to put the spoon in their mouth we fellowship over the food they order they partake they respond they participate they take their seat how about we fellowship over the word tonight yes. Whew, glory be to God now let's read what it says 2 Corinthians 4 1 look what does it say therefore seeing seeing what we have what? We have what? We have. Say, I have. Say it again. Say it one more time. This ministry. Oh, this is huge. You have a ministry. Woo! Did you know that? You have a ministry. Now, we got to look at it in context of what this ministry, that sounds specific. Seeing then, we have this ministry as we have received. So you can see you have no ministry you won't receive. We see in chapter 5 it's given. Here we see it must be received. And if you won't receive this ministry, you can't have it. You can't have anything. No one can have anything they won't receive. But here he says, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. There's a lot of people fainting in the day of adversity because they do not see that they have this ministry. Oh, glory be to God. There's a ministry going on inside of them they don't even know they have. And what's the ministry? Well, if you back up to verse 16 of the previous chapter, it says, But even unto this day, 
When Moses is read, the veil is on their heart. Nevertheless, when it or anyone shall turn to the Lord, the veil will be taken away. Now, the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Do you see this, 2 Corinthians 3, 17? And then verse 18 says, Now the Lord is that spirit. Verse 17, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Verse 18, but we all. That doesn't sound like just apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Does that sound like that to you? We all. Say, we all. We all. With open face beholding. Does that sound like seeing something? Yeah. Whew. Glory be to God. Beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. Are changed. No way can, nothing can change you till you see it. We're talking about revelation knowledge here. Amen? A lot of people say changed into what? Well, let's read it. Changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by who? Who? Who is the agent of change? Who's the one going to take us into the next level of glory? The Spirit of the Lord. Now here, he is saying we're our change. And if I were to ask you, what are we changed into? You say, oh, from glory to glory. That's not what it said. It didn't say that. It said that's the fruit of the change. What it said was, we will be changed into the image we behold. So we'll never walk in manifestation of the power of God beyond revelation of the Spirit of God. It's impossible because He's the Spirit of manifestation. The letter, even the New Testament, without the Spirit, is dead. That's how a bunch of people are legalistic and dead, but they call themselves New Testament Christians. Because you get back up to verse 5 and 6, it's very clear. It's not the letter of the law which kills. But we're able ministers of the New Testament of the Spirit which gives life. Jesus said, the words that I speak there are spirit and they are life. See, the body, listen to me, the body without the Spirit, without works is dead, and the body without the Spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Have you ever read that in James? The body without the what? The body without the what? Is dead. So what is Jesus' body without his spirit? The body of Christ without the spirit is dead. We have to understand that the Holy Spirit is the spirit. He's the administrator of the law of the spirit of life. It's not just life. It's not just I get to go to heaven when I die. It's the spirit of life. Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, and in another place it says the Holy Ghost did it. The spirit of God is the very power that raised Jesus from the dead. And Romans 8 said, if the same spirit. dwells in you, what will he do for your body? He'll make your body as alive as his. Manifested right here while you're in the flesh. Bring you out of death. Bring you out of every situation. Bring you out of every diagnosis. Bring you past every weapon. Bring you past every... Why? Because the same spirit that hell couldn't hold his body in the ground then, it can't hold you down now. 
By his stripes you were healed. He did it in his own body and you are that body. Now understand then the Spirit of God. Say the Spirit of God. The Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Lord, which is the Spirit of freedom, has a ministry. This is the part I want you to see. So when we're reading in 2 Corinthians 4.1, it says, therefore seeing, we have this ministry. Don't just start reading right there at the new chapter break. What ministry is he talking about? What ministry have we received? This ministry of the Spirit of the Lord that will change us. That will show us things to come. That will show us everything we need to know that's operating on the inside of us. This is the ministry of the Spirit of the Lord we're talking about here. And we having this ministry as we have received mercy. Isn't it tremendous to know that the ministry of the Holy Ghost is a ministry of mercy. Do you mind if I just keep stringing some pearls on a, on a rope here? Oh, glory to God. I want you to hold your finger there. Let's talk about this mercy for just a second. No wonder. Yes, sir. I will. I'll do that. Yes, sir. Sure. No problem. Hold your finger there in 2 Corinthians 4. Oh, folks, we have help tonight. Can you sense it? Can you sense the head of the church just walking the aisles, <sighs> teaching us his book? My God. My God. James chapter 2. Oh, my, my. The helper's here. Oh, oh, how we thank you, Lord. I'm telling you, the healing power is in the room. The miracle working power is in the room. The knowing power, the seeing power, the gifts of the Spirit are in the room. This ministry I'm talking about, the ministry of the Holy Ghost is in the room. Now, this is the same one that when Peter preached at Cornelius' house, while he yet spake, the Holy Ghost fell on him. See, you don't have to wait till the altar call for the Holy Ghost to fall on you while I'm speaking because the assignment of my ministry is to move your faith to the point to where his ministry will get activated. Because yeah. I can only do what I do, but he does what he does. And when I, when I do what only I can do, then it releases him to do what only he can do. Glory be to God. So I'm just encouraging you not to hear me, but to receive him. Did you hear what I said? I'm encouraging you to hear me, but have faith, not in enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power. Let the Holy Ghost demonstrate. He is here with His ministry to do things that we cannot do in our own strength. For it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my Spirit, saith the Lord. And that ministry is here tonight. Oh, glory be to God. Now let's look at what ministry this is. Let's work backwards with it. James chapter 2 Let's read what it says here in verse 12. He says, So speak ye, and so do, as they that shall be judged by what? Say the law of liberty. Did you know there's a spiritual law that will produce liberty every time? There's a spiritual law that will produce freedom. Every time. You work that spiritual law, it's impossible for you to stay bound. It's the law of liberty. Glory be to God. And we're about to find out who the agent of that freedom is. Glory be to God. Notice what it says here. It says, For he shall have judgment without mercy that's shown no mercy. But mercy rejoices or triumphs over judgment. Do you see that? Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy. 
Well, if you back up to verse 8, notice what it says. If you fulfill the royal law, say the royal law. That's the kingly law. According to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You do well. Didn't Jesus say if you, I mean, didn't Paul say if you grow, don't grow weary in well-doing, what will you do? You'll reap. One of the parts of well-doing is faith works by love. You get outside the love command, it'll contaminate your faith. And faith that will never fail will fail on you if you try to work it by itself without that law of mercy. See, mercy is the thing that goes before and beyond our faith. And you see it with a Syrophoenician woman who knew she didn't have a covenant. She had no right for that ministry of Jesus at that time, and she knew it. But she said, Jesus, my daughter's at home, grievously vexed of a devil, and she fell down. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. The disciples said, get her away from here. It's not, right to, and, and it's not right to take the children's bread and give it to the dog. Basically called her a dog. I won't get into all that. But she said, oh, not so, Lord. Even the puppies can lick up the crumbs from the master's table. Just one crumb from your table will drive that demon out of my daughter. I, all I need is a crumb. I, deliverance is the children's bread. She came beyond the limits of her legal rights. Because mercy triumphed over judgment. You have to understand healing is a mercy gift. He's moved with compassion. and he, Did it ever occur to you that no one he healed in his earthly ministry was even born again? Come on now. And he's moved by it. Bartimaeus knew it. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Stopped him in his track. Because mercy, the law of liberty, the royal law of all kingdoms in three realms, knew that he will not reject anyone that comes to him. All they that come to me, I will in no wise cast them out. One of the reasons he went to the cross was he was despised and rejected of men. So when he got nailed on that tree, one of the major things he took was our rejection. So it doesn't matter who's rejected you. He hasn't. You and I, we're accepted in the beloved. Run up in there with boldness. Because God so loved the world he gave. That whosoever believes. Can you see it's his love for the world that caused the world who didn't deserve it to believe. And when they believed, his love saw to it they wouldn't perish. Yeah. I'm telling you, one of the reasons it's hard for people to believe God is they don't have a faith problem. They've got a revelation of the love of God problem. When you get a revelation of how much He loves you, when you know and believe the love, it casts out all fear. Faith soars. But you've got to know who's the one going to reveal that to you. Who, who's going to reveal the love of God to your heart? Who is the person? What is the entity that has been given charge of the ministry? To reveal to you who God is, what makes him move and tick, why he does what he does, what his will is. So you can get to a place of being so confident and fully persuaded. You exercise faith without reservation because you know it can't turn out any other way. It's impossible for him to lie and I cannot fail. God is for me. Who can be against me? Now what will move your heart to that place? Romans 5, 5. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. By the Holy Spirit. 
which is given to us. No wonder he's saying there in 2 Corinthians 4, seeing therefore we have this ministry of mercy. We faint now. What ministry is this? The ministry of the Holy Ghost. He's a ministry of mercy. You do realize that the whole reason people are still alive on the planet is the book of, Gal- as the book of Genesis says, my spirit, my spirit shall not always strive with man so the length of a man's life will be 120 years. Meaning that man would have kept giving in to the devil and talking like the devil because the devil was teaching men how to die and he finally talked them into going extinct. So God had to put barriers and keep the devil back till he could get us redeemed and put back. So he's indicating my spirit shall not always strive with man, which means his spirit is striving with you. And strive is not a negative word. It's saying his spirit is working with your spirit. That every time that you want to give up, every time you want to quit, every time you don't feel like you can do it, he starts whispering in your ear, come on now. You're bigger than that. Come on now. You're better than that. Come on now. I have a plan for you you never dreamed. Come on now. God loves you more than that. Don't you throw up your hands and quit. Don't you do it. we got a mercy ministry. The Holy Ghost inside of us. The helper. The advocate. The encourager. The prophesier. The knower of all things. The shower of good things to come. Oh, oh, oh. Thank God. And we have this ministry. We have it. We already have it. We're not going to get it. We already have it. We have this ministry. And seeing we have this ministry of mercy, we faint not. Now, James says this mercy will triumph over judgment every time. And James says this ministry of mercy in us is the law of liberty. It's the ministry of freedom. Are you following me? Which means, this is very important what I'm saying because you'll understand where I'm going in a second. All of it is important. Every bead on this line of pearls is critically important to seeing the whole picture of what God has done. Because now we start finding out who who the Holy Spirit is because He searches the hearts of all men. He knows what is the mind of the Father. He receives everything the Father gave Jesus and shows it to us and shows us things to come. And it's His job to get everything the Father wants us to have to us. He's the Spirit of sonship and the Spirit of inheritance and He's leading us into that inheritance. So what kind of Spirit is He? How does He lead? What does He lead us into? Well, according to Romans 8, as many as are led, And that word led is the Greek word ruled or governed. As many as. Say it, as many as. as. Romans 8, 14, as many as. Would that be you? So don't ever again say, well, I had never heard the voice of God. Well, I just don't know what God's saying to me. Well, I've, I've never really been led that way. No, that's a lie. It's because you've been out here deceived and all in your mind trying to figure it out. And he doesn't lead in the mental realm. He doesn't lead by feelings in the physical realm. He is a spirit. You are a spirit. His spirit bears witness with your spirit. His voice comes in your spirit. That inward witness comes down in here. And he leads you from the inside out. Because yeah. that's where he lives. He's not out there. The liberator is inside of you. You're never, ever without the liberator of your life and what he knows about you. Ever. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Paraclete, the one that comes alongside to help. I'm telling you, I have help tonight. I am not alone. I'm not by myself. I am never alone. In every situation, I have help. 
And he says in Romans 8, 14, hear me, as many as, is that you? As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. For God, say God. God. Verse 15. Now remember, I'm not going to spoon feed you. How about you turn to Romans 8, 15, look at your Bible. I have found over the years that people who've been in church a while will not, will not believe, even if I quote it to you, you won't believe what the Bible says. You'll believe what you think it says if you're familiar with the Scripture. You've got to go back and read it and say, oh, I can't tell you how many hundreds, thousands of times I've had people do this and say, it does say that, doesn't it? Because, see, they've been operating for years off what they thought it said. Now, verse 14, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are. Are you as many as? Are you one of those? That means there's no one in the room that is exempt from being led by the Spirit. Did you know any man can hear God's voice? The book of Revelation chapter 3 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door. If any man. Did you know you don't have to be born again to hear his voice? Any man can hear the voice of the Lord. That's why intercession works. I won't get into that, but he has a right. He bought the planet back. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Now, they may not be reconciled and have accepted him. They may be going to hell because they, they have not accepted the Savior. But as far as God's concerned, the whole world's already reconciled. And any man on the planet can hear his voice. Glory be to God. Now, what I want you to see here in Romans 8, I want you to see it in your Bible. For God, verse 15, has not. Say, has not. Has not. Say it again. Has not. Say it one more time. Has not. So God, had, God didn't do this. Whatever we're about to read, God didn't have anything to do with it. God has not. We have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Right? God hadn't done this. We have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry. Now there's several things in here, but what's really important is the Holy Spirit then will never, because verse 14 said, as many as are led by the Spirit of God. So clearly here, the Spirit of God will never, Cannot, will not lead a person by fear. He is not the spirit of fear. So fear would never be the voice of the Holy Spirit. So we have not received the spirit of bondage. So evidently the Holy Spirit is not the spirit of bondage. So the Holy Spirit's not going to lead you into bondage. Come on now. And evidently, when you're led by fear, you're going into bondage. Glory be to God. So obviously, He's not going to lead you by fear. We have not yet received, or we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, and His Spirit. Who's The Father's Spirit. Bears witness with our spirit that we're children. Well, can you see fear won't let you hear? 
You'll miss the witness if you're in fear. See that? So fear won't let you hear. So fear will paralyze you. It's a wrong spirit. It's a deceiving spirit. It's a demon spirit. It's a bondage spirit. He's not leading you into bondage. He's leading you into what? His spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're children, and if children, then what? Verse 14 said, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons. His spirit's bearing witness with your spirit that you're children, and if children, then heirs. So what's he leading you into? Your inheritance. He has a ministry. And to resist him is to slow down your inheritance. Come on now. He has a ministry. He's taking you where God wants you to go. And so quit arguing with God and telling him, I'm not worthy. I'm not old enough. I don't have enough money. I don't know what to do. Because he gave you the help. His own spirit. Glory be to God. Am I helping anybody? Let me share what the Holy Spirit is. Let me share what kind of spirit the Holy Spirit is. Let's go back to Psalm 51. Lord, we thank you for the anointing tonight. He is the anointing. We just don't have time to get into that part of it. But when he's in operation, the anointing's in operation. And the anointing removes burdens and destroys yokes. So right now, while he's in operation, while he's teaching, while the anointing is flowing, he's busting some stuff up, breaking some ground down, destroying some bondages. You're not going to leave like you came because he's transforming the way you think about, what, about who's in you, who's around you, how you're led and where you're headed. I'm telling you, you and I, we can't lose with what we use. No way. Look at Psalm 51. He says here, Let's just start in verse 7, because we know, actually, I want to back up in uh, verse 6. Behold, you desire truth where? Now, this is King David talking, and he's really repenting over his sinful uh, acts that he's done. And he says, you desire truth in the inward parts, in the hidden part. In the what? In the what part? The hidden part make me to know. This is why so many people never hear from God. Because the Bible calls our spirit the hidden man of the heart. The inward man, the spirit man is the hidden part. It's the inward part. And that's where you and I are made to know. If you're going to know what God knows, you're going to know it down in the hidden part of you. You're going to know it down in the inward part of you. It's not going to come out from out here. Oh, it can, but we'll talk about that later. Those are the exception, not the normal way he wants to lead you. Because he said, I don't want you to be like the horse and the mule who have to be kept in by bit and bridle from an external force. I want to guide you with my eye. Meaning like you're sitting at the dinner table as a kid and you got a guest and the kid's starting to act up and do something and mama doesn't have to say anything. She just kind of looks at him and he knows, I got the look. See, he will... See, he doesn't want to have to put a bridle on you and hold you back and force you from the outside and give you a fleece and make you do something. That's Old Testament stuff. No, you're led from the inside out. His spirit's in your spirit. And by that inward witness, he just wants to guide you with his eye. He wants to show you what he sees. 
He wants to tell you what he knows. He wants to whisper to your spirit so you know what lines to cross and not to cross so that you have the courage and you can only hear it if you're not clouded with fear. You've got to get that fear filter out. You've got to get that accusatory, shame-filled, guilt thinking out of you. Well, I've done this and I hadn't prayed enough and I haven't done that. No, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And the Holy Spirit, when he's talking to you, will convince you of that. He'll convince you that faith does the impossible, that you have authority over the devil and he's already defeated and that you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's why you don't see him anymore. It is finished. He doesn't have to come back and do anything. He did it. Everything you'll ever need to walk in victory, he did it. It is finished. And it's the Holy Spirit's ministry to convince you of that. Yeah. Woo! Glory to God. This same spirit is down here. Where? In the inward part. Say inward part. Inward part. You desire truth in the inward part. The hidden part make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which have been broken may rejoice. And, and uh, now drop in verse 10. Look at this. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew. I don't have time to get in the renewal ministry of the Holy Ghost, but he has a ministry and one of his ministries is renewal. Titus 3, 5 says, Not works of righteousness which we have done but by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. <sighs> and he said, according to his abundant mercy, he has saved us. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, Titus 3, 5, but the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Ghost. He literally said, however abundant God's mercy is, that's how abundant access to renewal is. So that means that the, oh, the outward man may perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. That he'll renew my youth like the eagles. That he is the restoring, the renewing spirit. The redoing, recreating spirit. He's the spirit in you that will wash your insides out like there was no past and put you back where you should have been. He's the ministry of mercy. He's got a ministry and you need to just cut him loose in your life and let him lead you into your inheritance. Yeah. Glory to God. Listen to what it says here. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence. And here's the key phrase. Take not thy what? Holy Somebody say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. From me. Now look, look what kind of spirit he is. He already said renewal, renewal, renewal. Now let's read on. What does the Holy Spirit do? Restore. Yeah. Say restore. restore. Say restore. restore. Say the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Has, a has a ministry of mercy, a ministry of renewal, a ministry of restoration. And what's he going to do? He's going to restore to me the joy yeah. of my deliverance and my salvation and uphold me with his free spirit. Do you see what he called the Holy Ghost? He called the Holy Spirit the free spirit. He's not the spirit of bondage. He's the spirit of freedom. 2 Corinthians 3, 17, now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. He's the spirit of liberty. He comes and operates and ministers to you the law of liberty. 
He's breaking every yoke and bondage of containment off your life, leading us into our inheritance by renewing us and restoring us and forgiving us and recreating us and washing us and cleansing us. And he's here doing it right now by the washing of the water of the word. He's walking all over. Receive that ministry. Receive it now because you have received this ministry. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. All right, now we, we kind of have some idea, a little bit of an idea, that the Holy Spirit has a ministry. We knew Jesus had a ministry. But we haven't ever really talked very much, I'm talking about at large. Now, I've done a good bit of it and spent some time with God and the Word about it, but I've heard almost no sermons totally dedicated or teachings or courses totally dedicated to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And yet he has a ministry. See, Jesus finished the earthly side of his ministry, but he's, not, he's still in the ministry. There's a present-day ministry of Christ. He's still alive, seated at the right hand of the Father in ministry. The head of the church has at least four things that he's doing right now and has been for 2,000 years. He's an intercessor. He's still in that ministry. He's an advocate. He's still in that ministry. Huh? He's a mediator. He's still in that ministry. And he's our high priest. <sighs> he's the one between us and God that when we come to him, because there's no curse in this agreement, we confess something boldly, and he's dispatches angels to manifest it and carry it out. Ooh. Oh, what a Savior. <laughs> Oh, what a Savior. Now, His Spirit, His Spirit, which is the Spirit that was on Him in ministry, the Spirit that until it came upon Him, He didn't do any miracles in His ministry. I mean, He was just as much the Son of God as he, at 28 as He was 30. He was just as much the Son of God at 25 as He was 31. But He didn't do any miracles. I wonder why. Because he didn't do miracles as Jesus. Uh, he did, uh, you understand what I'm saying? The Son of God in his divinity. He did miracles in his humanity. A man, a prophet of God. Taking on the seed of Abraham. Filled with the Holy Ghost. The miracle ministry of Jesus is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He hath anointed me to preach the gospel of the poor. He hath sent me to heal. The Holy Spirit's the healing spirit. That's how Jesus didn't have to go into the centurion's house. Because his healing ministry wasn't in his person or his body. It was in the spirit that was on. That's why Peter wrote later in the book of Acts, or Luke wrote it, but Peter experienced it and preached it, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God, God, whew, hold this, Woo! God was with him. 
Woo! You're going into a new phase of ministry divine. From this night, open your eyes of your spirit and you shall find that there's new fruit going to grow off of the true vine. Onto the branch which I've assigned for you to do, get ready because they'll say, that's full fruit, wonder when it grew. Suddenly, like the water into wine, there'll be a sudden change and your ministry future I'm going to rearrange. Get ready for works of power, for you must have them in this hour to do what I've told you to do, and many, many lives will be delivered and healed, and not just a few. So rise up and walk in a new spirit that's upon you. The might of the Holy Spirit that sent me, saith the Lord Jesus, is now sending you. For it's not your ministry but mine, but in you I'm divine. So I'll work through you, through your hands, through your voice, through your eyes, and through your feet. If you'll rise up and believe me, your ministry will be complete. You'll finish every phase and at the end of the race here, well done. For you've now yet qualified for this next level of a coat, my son. Glory be to God. Well, 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 glory, brother, myself at a guest. Well, glory, brother, and don't dread ever a kiddish and rockadeshti, gradishti. Glory to God. Maybe I need to walk down this track for just a couple of minutes, okay? I know we got three days, so I'm not looking to unhook. We just got started, but you understand. Uh, hallelujah. We want to step and let this river just do what it needs to do. Most people have the religious traditional idea that Jesus led the Holy Spirit around in ministry. But that's absolutely biblically false. The Holy Spirit led him. He said, I don't do anything of my own initiative. I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I see my father do. The father that's in me, he dwells in me. He does the work. If he didn't do it, it's because he didn't see himself do it. He didn't just like just show up and manufacture it. He was led. And we don't have our own ministry. We have his. I, uh, I seem to be in my spirit jumping just a tad ahead, but I'll, I'll work my way back to, to, to finding a way to find a hook that we can unhook tonight and hook in tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? But I think we need to see this. I think it's very important for us to see this. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. Let's read verse 1 first. If we can put that up on the screen. Brother, I'm telling you, the winds of God and the glory of God and the river of God and the angelic host, you just watch me, are going to help you. You have help. You have help. You are not alone. You don't have to build this ministry. That's right. He's building his church on a rock, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You just step up, step in, and step out and obey God. Watch what your faith will do. Watch what the ministry of the Holy Spirit will do. Woo-wee. Glory, 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 glory be to God. My, my, my. Look at this. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, well, let's back up to verse 1. I want to read verse 1. I want to show you. We had some fine donkeys outside. They were all hitched up, this meeting. And it said, There were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as 
Barnabas and Simeon called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manaean, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And they, all these great gifts, prophets and teachers, ministered to the Lord and fasted. What are the next three words? Who said it? It doesn't say Jesus said. It doesn't say God said. Who said? The Holy Ghost said. Two words. Separate me. Wait a minute. He did not say separate unto Jesus. Who's talking? What did he say to those ministers? Separate me. Separate unto me. That's the reason most ministry gifts never fully get done, everything God called them to do. Is they've separated themselves unto God. They've separated, they've, I'm called by Jesus, called me. They've never separated themselves to the Holy Ghost. And yet he's the mantle of all ministry. He's the anointing. That's what Jesus did when he went in the wilderness and fasted and was tempted. The Bible says in Luke 4, 14, he returned in the power of the Spirit unto Galilee. It says in verse 8, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. He said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Verse 18 of Luke 4. He. See, we always read it right over the top. The Spirit of the Lord God, because we hear God, we miss what's being said. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He, he, he. Wait a minute, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He, we think that He is God. Come on now. Huh? He hath anointed me to preach. Holy Spirit's the anointing. He's the power to preach. He's the voice of God. That's why He said about Barnabas and Saul, the Holy Ghost said, separate unto me. The Holy Spirit has a voice. Glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Woo! All right, now I'm working on something. If you'll just stay with me. I, I, I'm working my way back through it now. Let's go to this. It's very important. 2 Corinthians 4. Let's talk about this ministry briefly before we, before we finish where we are tonight. Therefore seeing. Oh, glory to God. The more I talk, the thicker it's getting. Can you sense the water's rising? I'm telling you, the river's rising. Glory to God. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, now look at this, nor handling, do you remember where we started the message? nor handling the word of God deceitfully. But by manifestation of the truth. Now here's my point. As ministers of the gospel, we have no right to call the Bible the truth, to preach the truth with no corresponding manifestation. Evidently, when the truth is manifested, we've handled the word correctly. 
But if we preach the word and there's no manifestation, we've handled the word deceitfully. Because the word isn't a message. See, understand, the Bible wasn't meant to be explained. It was designed to be announced. The scripture's not up for debate. <laughs> Amen? This isn't a think tank. This is the ministry of the very spirit that raised our Lord and Savior from the dead. And he's here to prove he's as alive today as he has been every day for 2,000 years. And he can do the same things today he's always done. And there's a miracle for your moment. And he's here to do it right now. Glory be to God. Woo! Glory be to God. 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 Can I lay my hook out there for you for us to pick up with tomorrow night? First John chapter 1. Let's read those four verses again. And then we'll go where I actually started. I'm going to wind up where I started in chapter 4. First John chapter 1. Let's read these four verses now. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Glory to God. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which you've looked upon, which our hands have handled, the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father. It was manifested to us. That which we have seen, that which we have heard, we are declaring it to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. He is saying that 2,000 years later, because He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, you have the same access to the life that if you break a fish in half, the tail will grow a head, the head will grow a tail, if necessary for a situation of supernatural supply, because the life that manifested that miracle can be seen, it can be heard, it can be handled. And John says, we handled it. And our job is to tell you what we've seen, what we've heard and handled, so you can have the fellowship we had with Jesus and how it manifested for us is how it's going to manifest for you. So if I laid hands on the sick and they recovered, you will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover for the life is manifested and we have seen it. The life is manifested and we have heard it. The life is manifested and we have handled it and Jesus is here to manifest tonight. Give the Lord a shout. Glory to God. Give him a shout tonight. Glory to God. Stand on your feet. Glory to God. Woo! Did you get anything out of the word tonight? Woo! Glory to God. Oh, my, my, my. <laughs> hey. Hey. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. My, 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 my. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. Woo, glory to God. Glory to God. Grede bahafredaris. Brode bahafredi bereski. Oh, let's just pray in the Holy Ghost a little bit. This is the Holy Ghost Church. Oh, this is the Holy Ghost Church. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Marida bahakara bahreski de basata. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. 
Oh, glory to God. Now, I believe God will give me a more creative title, but down to my spirit, man, I know exactly what these three days are about. That's why I went to 1 John already. So I want, to, I, want, I want to leave this with you tonight. Beloved, he says in 1 John 4, 1, listen to me, believe not, the Amplified Bible says, do not put faith in. Believe means you put faith in it. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Don't put faith in every spirit. Oh, come on now. But try the spirits, whether they be of God. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. These three days, the Holy Spirit's going to open up the book. And he's going to teach this body and the body of Christ how to try the spirit. And they are going to know which spirit is the spirit of truth. And what spirit's the spirit of error? You do not want to miss the next two nights. <laughs> let, let me read just three more verses, okay? Because it's happening as we speak. It's happening right here. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. But this is that spirit of Antichrist. Hmm. Spirit of Antichrist. Where have you have heard that it should come? But even already right now, it's in the world. So, you are of God. Oh, I can't stand it. <clears throat> Woo! You're of God. All things. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and all things have become new, and they're all of God. Yes. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Them's plural. Yes. Have already overcome them. Have already overcome them. Yes. Have already overcome them. Yes. Have already overcome them. You are of God, little children, and you have already overcome all of this. You're not going to overcome the pandemic. You have already overcome it. You're not going to... You're not going to overcome the division and the disruption and the fear and the terror and the looting and, the, and what happens with the economy. You've already overcome it. Every spirit that's causing that is an inferior spirit yeah. to you and the spirit that lives on the inside yeah. of you. You've got the spirit of liberty on you. Yeah. You've got the spirit of restoration on you. Yeah. You've got the spirit of renewal on you. Yeah. You don't have the spirit of bondage on you. You don't have the spirit of fear on you. You don't have the spirit of weakness on you. You don't have that fainting spirit on you. You've got the spirit that raised him from the dead living inside of you. So you are of God, little children. You are of God, little children. You are of God, little children. And have already overcome them. For greater. Greater. Because greater. Because greater. Is he. That is in you. Than he. 
that's in the world. Glory to God. Every, every, every demon, woo, every demon power in the world. All of them all put together arrayed against you with all their weapons. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Faith will quench every fiery dart. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You have already overcome them. Yes, sir, I'll say that. Yes, sir, I'll say that. I see that. I see that. Yes, sir, I'll do that. Listen to me. The Spirit of God gave me, just gave me something very, very unique. I have two things to do. Are you with me? He said to the Apostle, the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, he said, neglect not the gift that's within you. He said, stir up the gift. <clears throat> he said, stir up, stir up, stir up, stir up the gift that's within you. That's that was, came in you by the laying on of my hands and the prophecy of the presence. Glory be to God. Stir it up. And he's showing me something. He said tonight, the opening night of this meeting, that was the assignment. The Holy Spirit is stirring you up. Yeah. Yeah. He's reaching down inside of you and stirring some stuff up. I'm telling you, there's some stuff laid down in there. You didn't even know what you had. You weren't even sure who you were. You succumbed to certain situations around you and let them stay when they had no right to stay. Walking around calling normal what God calls a curse. And the spirit of bondage isn't in you. The spirit of freedom is in you. The spirit of lack and doubt and debt isn't in you. The spirit of supply and inheritance is in you. That free, liberating spirit is in you. You're not going to fly under the wires of man-made power. You're going to turn it up, glory be to God and rock to the sky. The spirit of freedom's in you. Stir it up. Glory to God. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. And I've never had him say this in all these years. In all these years, I've never seen it like this. But he said to me, do you remember when the children of Israel came to the waters of, of Merah and they had dysentery and they were grumbling and they were dying and they complained to Moses and the Lord, in Exodus 15, showed Moses a tree. And he took a stick. Glory be to God. And he stuck it in that bitter water, and he stirred it up. Glory be to God. Do you see what's happening here? That, that tree is the cross. That cross is like the stick that Elisha used when he put it in the river, and the axe head swam. He stirred up the river, and the axe head floated and swam back to him. I'm telling you, there's some folks that have lost their edge, but the renewal, restoring power of the Holy Ghost is floating up to the top of your thinking, floating up to the top of the deep calling unto deep in your spirit, and it's swimming its way back. You're about to get your edge back. You're about to get your fire back. You're about to get restored back. You're about to get your strength back. And, it, and seeing we have this ministry of mercy, we faint not. Seeing we have this ministry of mercy, this spirit that raised him from the dead. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. He's going to renew my youth like the eagles. I'm all stirred up. I'm all stirred up. And more than Elvis, I'm all shook up. And it's going to shake up out into my favor. And I see this in my spirit. He took that tree and he put it in that 
He put it in that bitter water, and when he did, the water became sweet. And the Lord established an ordinance forever. I am the, the God that healeth thee. I see the Spirit of God say, the cross is the stick that I'm sticking down inside of you and stirring up your heat. I'm stirring you up. I'm stirring you up. I hear him saying, my Spirit's using the cross and who you are and what you've been made by my death, burial, and resurrection to find out who you are now as a new creature. I'm stirring you up. I'm stirring you up. Glory to God. So I have two things to do with this, and I'm going to turn it over to Pastor. My assignment for tonight, glory be to God. First of all, I've got a minister. May I minister to you or y'all, uh, family, what, what, huh? married, husband, wife, come here. I thought you were, but I just didn't want to presume and put you on the spot here. Come here. Glory be to God. Holy Ghost has something special for you tonight. He's stirring you up. Now, before I minister to you by the Spirit of God, second thing I'm supposed to do, because I want to do it under this anointing, the Lord visited me some years ago. You don't know, all of you don't, aren't necessarily privy to what the Spirit of God has assigned me to do. But in that, uh, He assigned me all over the world to, to really carry out His ministry of healing and deliverance, creative miracle power all over the world. He is alive. And the healing anointing, the healing miracle anointing, is the strongest anointing of the assignment on our life. He told me in every meeting you go into, I was in Michigan, and I had kind of pulled, I didn't pull back on it, but you know, I got to teaching and I loved the word and, I, and I, I wasn't moving in it quite as much. And the Lord said to me, he said, son, in every set of meetings you do, in at least one of those meetings, I was laying across the bed praying, he said, pray for the sick in the meeting. Obviously, if I'm there for one night, I'll pray for the sick then, all right? But if it's like three nights like this, he said, in at least one of those nights, I want you to pray for the sick. And uh, I said, okay. And usually I preach and let faith get in the people and do it toward the end of the meeting. But the Spirit of God is saying to me, I want to put that tree in their bitter water tonight. <laughs> their faith has been stirred up to receive. He said, I want to do it tonight. That's number two. Number two is what Moses did. He saw a tree and he threw it in that water. The bitter waters became sweet. And he said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. And I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is like the pool that was stirring in John 5. Whoever first entered the pool was healed from whatever disease they had. There's an anointing here tonight for believers to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. But there's an unusual anointing of the gifts of healings in operation by the ministry of the Holy Spirit tonight. Glory be to God. The gifts of healings and the working of miracles. And, uh, and so anybody that has a physical need in their body, if... You're here tonight, and you would like hands to be laid on you or ministered to under the anointing for your healing tonight. I want you to come up and make a line right here. To, now, sweet lady, come over here. Come over here. Get on this side of them. I want you to go that way. I'm going to start with them, so stand right beside her. That'd be fine. Right there. Now, now make a line and go that way. Oh, tonight is your night. Oh, there's the power of God. Tonight is your night. Oh, glory to God. This is, this is, oh, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Brodege, rida badagas, maraniste fregeste. Ah, ah, e bradeva gon netekada androns and dagle etembros, brendege drade et stanamokotarakeste, brende e brodste and gandrandangandandreste. Your lives will now change from this date. For what I have called you to do, you won't be late. For the power of God will raise you up and you'll see you're at the gate. So that which you're assigned to do by faith state. Decree a thing. It will be established unto you. But also 
Find that spiritual covering that you're called to and stick like glue. For the only possible way that I can expand your canopy today is for you to get under an umbrella that can show you the way. For you're not yet at the place of maturity in your ministry race to just race out on your own for there's some things in you in seed form that must be grown. First the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn. So the Spirit of God speaks and expressly warns. Find those you're attached to and get under their arm and the canopy of covering will keep you from harm. But now as I'm speaking, your hearts are growing warm. For you know you're called to ministry and you want to see His power. Son and daughter, yes, I've called you and this is your hour. Start in seed form and it shall surely grow. But obey the warning and you will not be an also ran, don't you know? You won't turn to the side or stop up short because you will keep your eyes straight and believe the good report. And if you believe the good report and not back down, Oh, the Spirit of the Lord wants you to know that I'm anointing you and I'll send you around to minister the good news and to heal the sick that are therein. Get ready, saith the Lord, and look not backward to past and sin. None of that matters, for you're washed by the blood. Rise up, rise up, and in the coming days you will have understood. The things that are spoken that you can't embrace now, the Spirit of God will show you with each step of the plow. So put your hand to the plow and don't turn back. And if you'll simply obey me from this night and this date, there'll be no lack. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to Glory be to Glory. Ha, ha, ha. There it is. Would you just, you, just receive your healing, ma'am. That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He's the healing spirit. Woo, glory to God. He's the healing spirit. Oh, 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 it's all over you, ma'am. Just take a deep breath, drink it in. It's here for the taking. It's like the people that drink from the fountain. It's like those that ate the fish and the bread in the desert. All you have to do is just take it in. Just drink it in. Just receive it in. It's like the one with the issue of blood. All you got to do is just by faith touch his garments right here, his anointings right here, his powers right here. You're being healed. You're being healed. In fact, the healing power is on you. Right now. Glory to God. Oh. Oh. You'll never be the same. Be healed and be stirred up. Oh, it's over. You know it's finished tonight. You know it, don't you? You know beyond a shadow of a doubt. He has done it. He has won it. It's a brand new race. So now run it. Oh, glory to God. Gresteba. Sabayale. Woo, sister. Oh, glory to God. Oh, if you can just partake of it. Whenever I get in front of you, you don't have to wait, folks. Listen, the power of God. Gee, I'm not by myself. Jesus of Nazareth is walking with me. It's his healing ministry. Jesus, glorify yourself in these people. Be healed. Oh, in the name of Jesus, we'll put up with this no more in the body of an ascension gift. No. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. We're going to put up with this no more. In your lives. Hallelujah. I've been young. And now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor their seed begging for bread. Hallelujah. Will you receive it? 
be healed. Oh, there it went right there. I know I saw it. Praise the Lord. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Jesus, the healer, is here. <laughs> Woo! Oh, brasaba, medaba, de snaga, le tomayada. Midroste vregisti. Yeah, I'll do that, Lord. Matama mane, epotuna, umpa, achkedede. Mateningindi dea. Sush nadobo dupo, muba, andugla. Madigda, mandogja, nana, snuna, nanene, shamaka. Le moinenea, nashkenenea, le pumbransteva kuchte. Bros naga, num grasta, mendresto, paketo, lucato, yefrato, masote, macate, wafunte, nakiste, macrasta, mapunta, la quecho, masote, mateke, isfrato. Yes, much has been expanded and much has been done. And you've only yet to just begin to see what I've done. Through your life and ministry and years gone by, it's come out this way and that way and that way, and it's gone to the right and to the left, and it's fallen from the sky. But there's much that's about to come and be laid at your feet. For that which I've called you to do, my son, will certainly be complete. You'll not finish your race till you hear well done. And then when you get up in the face of my son, you'll see much fruit you didn't see on earth. But here, because you obeyed me, you gave birth. So beyond you it will last again and again to free people from darkness, wretchedness, and sin. For the words that you've spoken and you've uttered by faith, now they will not return void. And it won't be late to bring a harvest unto you for what I've called you to do and get ready my son for I'll strengthen you too for I need a healed body and a strong one too for there's many more things for me to utter through you be healed glory be to God Woo, be healed be healed, son. Oh, there he's right there. Be healed, son. Right there. Be healed, son. In the name. Be healed now. In the name. There it went right there. Oh, yes, ma'am. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Whew. Tonight is your night, woman of God, by the ministry of the Holy Spirit, who is the destroyer of every yoke and evil thing. The curse is broken. For the name of Jesus and faith has been spoken. Woo! Krastevekis. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Throw your hands up, son. Jesus has some good things for you. Say, Holy Ghost, I want everything you have. I receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Receive his ministry. Oh, yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. Woo! Glory to God. Glory. Brada. Restemakote. Ristemarakayas. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Signs, wonders, miracles to see. Oh, 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 there's much that will be. Take hold of my hand, for upward we go into a brand new miracle flow. Look in the Spirit, don't you know? I have much to do and many places to go and many things into which you must flow. So, open your heart, for I will impart a receiving of the ministry of the Holy Spirit and a brand new way. For even this night you've seen some things. But tomorrow to start your day. I'm going to talk to you about tomorrow night. And then all three. And when I'm done. There'll be a new thee. For the spirit of the Lord is going to come. And help you break through. Get ready saith the Lord. For there's much more to do. Thank you Father. Thank you Father. Thank you Father. Ha. 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 Ha, Holy Ghost, 
It's yours, baby girl. It is yours, sweetie. Just go ahead and have it, sir. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Oh, grust of Si toronando se. Oh, glory to Oh, Holy Ghost, we thank you. We thank you for your wonderful ministry. We thank you for your mighty and wonderful ministry. She will never be the same. Oh, yeah. I see it. Yeah. He's rearranging some things in your life, sweetie. I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. I'm telling you, something is major happened. He's transformed you from the inside out. You, you saw some things tonight. And here's what you saw. You saw yourself differently tonight. And I hear the Lord saying, you'll never, ever look in the mirror the same way again. Jesus loves his daughter, and you are his. In the name of Jesus, glory be to God. Father, I minister to the great woman of God, a helper she's been and a helper she is to the gospel race. Thank you, Father, she knows her place. And thank you, Father, that you're going to strengthen her for this hour. A fresh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, it was for everybody here that would receive it. It's for all people, but especially tonight. As I stood in front of you, suddenly I saw a refreshing, a renewal, a reinvigorating, a strengthening. Yeah, I'll tell her. Old things are passed away. <laughs> and everything is brand new. My daughter saith the Lord, go from this place in newness. In fact, I hear the Lord saying, I love you and I'll listen, but I don't want to have this discussion anymore. I've settled it. So don't talk to me about it anymore, saith the Lord. Tonight, go from this place in newness. Glory be to God. Oh, oh, oh. Woo! Man, when it went off in her, it went off in you. Glory to God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so look at me. Go ahead and take all of it. That's what I mean by receiving it. Did you see how it hit you and it was unexpected and you kind of did that? You don't even realize that there'd be stuff in you that doesn't want to receive it, right? And you didn't. it's not that you don't want to. It's that you don't even know that's in there until it hits you. It's the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Amen? So receive it and be healed. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Well, glory be to God. Well, glory be to God. Ah, ah, ah. The anointing's been strong all night, but man, something just happened to me. Ah, yay, yeah, 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 yeah. You foul thing, he's battled today. I break the curse. You come off the man of God. Don't you ever return to his family line. In the name of Jesus. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Glory to God. Hmm. Ha, ha, ha. Be made whole. Pacarestam, yeg dagger. Lagago borasta, magrosta, magtego, laging dengadagala. 
sobrasta. Deep. Deep, deep. And there it is. And you can have it. Glory to God to keep. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm about to turn it over to the pastor. So if you won't pray, you better get up here now. Because I'm done. Praise. Ha! Be healed. Whoo. 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 Glory. 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 Ha! In the name. In the name. Sika. Ligarishtiva. Oh. I'm. Ha! He's doing something brand new in you, child of God. Develop yourself more, saith the Lord. You're highly developed in dispensing the power. My son, develop yourself more in receiving the power. For I want to do more in your life and ministry. I see an expansion going off in him. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Ha, have it, saith the Lord. Shikoprasa, senagata, restimadaste. Ha, by the power of the mighty ministry of the Holy Spirit. Bless her. Bless her. Sweet waters. Still waters. Calm waters. Precious flow. Thank you, Lord. Father, I minister peace over this entire congregation. Over every congregation represented here in the There's the power of God right there. Represented here in the name of Jesus. Every person that's here is not here by accident. And I thank you that we in this hour of human history are building an ark of safety. <laughs> I want to thank you. It may take us a while to build it, but it doesn't ever take you long to fill it. And I'm so grateful that there's an incoming harvest to your people to protect them and raise them on high above judgment. And I want to thank you that as they enter into peace, they enter into their ark. Lord, we give you praise and honor and glory that we have already overcome them because greater is he that's in us tonight. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. I believe it, don't you? Hallelujah. Please come back. Don't miss the next two nights. I believe the Holy Spirit's going to help us, don't you? I believe he's going to talk to us, take us through the word line item by line item. He's going to establish some things in us. And from this healing line, there's going to be mighty testimonies. We might as well hear a few of them. So check yourself when you get home, and let's come back and give him the glory because you're the healed of God. Amen. Amen. Pastor, I love you. Praise God. You've been blessed tonight. Yeah. Glory to God. Let me tell you, I, just, I can tell you, it's just going to rise, rise, rise things that you've been looking for, things you've been asking the Lord for, they're going to start to just pop in your spirit. The Holy Spirit will do His ministry. You'll start to see and to know by the anointing. You have the anointing. You have the unction and you know. As Brother Tracy flows in that anointing, you will start to know the things. As I just hear it over these meetings. God's going to write some things on your lives in your, the doings of your day. He's going to show you what to do, how to do it. He's going to release the plans, the supernatural straight from heaven plans as we sit and we receive from that anointing. He's going to show you what to do. He's going to show you what to do. It comes from His anointing, and the anointing is here. It's going to be here tomorrow night. It's going to be here Tuesday night, and God's going to show you some things. He's going to release you tonight. Hey, get healed, get whole so you can run with it. Next couple of nights, there's things going to be continued to open up. It's just going to grow. Make it a priority. Esteem it and watch how the Lord will honor you as you honor him in Jesus' name.
We just praise God for you. Lord, let everything that was done tonight, let it be held on to. Lord, as we hunger for your things, just like Brother Tracy was saying, as we hunger, Lord, fill that vessel of hunger. Fill that, that pot that holds the supply and the provision. Lord, we purpose and we are intentional right now in our hearts. Lord, we want more of you. We're tired of walking average. We're tired of walking in mediocre. Lord, we know that you are too big for us to walk just how we walked before. There's more. We're just barely in the water. There's more, Lord, and we're going after you. We're going to see it. We're going to have it. We're going to touch those things, see those things, have them manifest in us. Lord, we have it, and we're walking in it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory to God. If you receive something, you're different going out than you were came in, coming in. Shout with me, hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. Have a good night. You're dismissed. We love you. See you tomorrow night.